Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Sharon, and welcome to The Breakup Dress. Each week, we will be delving into the fashion world, tackling the issues around fast fashion, education about sustainable fashion, and we want you to get involved as we share memories from our wardrobes. Hello, and welcome back, and I'd like to say that we're sitting together. We're sitting together. We're here in Limerick. We're about to go out tonight. So very excited. We are currently drinking wine and we have food on, but we said we better get recording before we drink too much wine. Yeah, yeah, good idea. How are you? Good. Good to have you back in Limerick. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. Um, the drive down was actually surprisingly really nice. The weather though has been kind of nice last days. It's like real spring kind of, even yeah. though it's chilly out, it's like sunny and bright. Like it's quite warm in here now because we're sitting in a glass house. Yeah. But uh no, it's great to do this. This is our first yeah. one together in season two. Oh, nice. Also, can I just say, yeah, great job, Colin, last week. Loved it. Um, it was really, really good. And he it was just, he's, he's such, like, he's, he's really interesting. Nice. Yeah, he's class. And you know what? The feedback, actually, from you all has been amazing. I was telling him and he was like, oh, that's brilliant. Um, So people really enjoyed it. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. So very good. Yeah, well, you don't. You're not getting rid of me that easily. <laughs> so I tell you, I actually got this job. What have you got to ask you last one? I've actually had such a busy week. I have a new things dropping in the next few weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been absolutely mad. But good mad. Yeah. Can you reveal? I know you said you couldn't reveal much the last time. I did get a sneak peek of the material. Because yeah. it's here in the... For some reason... The material is inside the microphone box and there's also needles and threads. So I was going, what's going if on If anyone here? knows me personally, I am literally that person. Like, there, you, I could be walking somewhere and there'll be thread attached to an item of my clothing. You know, a needle here, a needle there. It's kind of part of me, I guess. But um, I can reveal that everything that is going to be used is all dead stock. Which, again, is stock that is... So basically, a dead stock is like fabric that might have come from another designer in a different country or in oh, Ireland okay. or maybe a manufacturing unit that had to close down that had this extra fabric and that obviously don't have any use for it. So I kind of come along and I take the fabric that would otherwise be thrown out. Amazing. Yeah. So it's sustainable in a way. It's hard because obviously you can't really determine the, I suppose sometimes exactly what is in the fabric, but mm. in its own way it's been sustainable because you're using stuff that's already you know, existing. Yeah. You're not creating something that's not, you know. I know, I was at, um, I went to the races there recently and I was in tune like a lot of people and I was like, oh, tell me what you're wearing. And to, like, the message is still not, I suppose, gotten really out there. Like most of them were in wearing high street um, online fashion houses yeah. that, you know, don't have, the ones that like obviously overproduce and I was kind of going, oh, but then do you know what? I have to say, some of the students then were saying they got there's a Depop some of them are saying that they borrowed it from friends and family. One girl was wearing her Deb's dress. Um, wasn't like a ball gown. It was like a shorter Deb's dress. Um, guys, guy, a lot of the guys are re-wearing suits. A lot of lads were like, this was my Deb's suit. And I was going, oh my God, I love that. I feel like lads don't, you know the way, like they, it's not a competition for them. Do you know, they, they want to look good yeah. obviously, but it's not, they're not so conscious about being in the same thing as long as they have a suit that looks good and fits well. Well, as I said, in my dad's suit, yeah. you just mix up the colours and like, it's yeah. great. You just change Well, back to your point, what you were saying though about the whole sustainability movement. Do you remember we were out in Cork last October? Yeah. And we met two lovely girls, but I think that because we're really into this, we assume that everybody knows yeah. about the fashion industry and like the detrimental effects it can have on the environment, but loads of people don't know. True. And I feel like that's why we're doing this podcast because 
you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't want to shite on about this again, you know, but you kind of have to, like, some people really don't know and they're just starting to learn now or they're starting their journey with it, so you know yeah no it yeah. is definitely and I've seen now award shows are starting to do like sustainable categories and you yeah. see people are starting to kind of shine a light in it which is good mm. um but yeah so my week has been okay let's let drum roll <laughs> where do I start Honestly. so since we last recorded I met and interviewed Ekansu oh, yeah. Ekansu um she's like I was like she's a doll in real life she is beautiful she's stunning She's really down to earth and really grounded. She and, seems it. Yeah, and she kind of was trying to get that message across because I am who I am. And I kind of love that. She's really unapologetic. She's like, yeah, I like, I'm real. And like, I feel like there was no BS about her. She just was sound. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just got on really well. And I was kind of going, I thought we were, thought, I thought we were best friends. But, you know. Um, when you she, got on well. Yeah, and then, <laughs> you know, she stayed in Limerick as well that night. And she was posting from places, which I thought was cool. Like, because I did ask her, like, oh, what, what are you doing tonight? Will you go out? She goes, oh, no, no. She goes, I'm wrecked and I'm really early morning flight. But she was in the hotel posting. She was out for dinner in a restaurant taking pictures with all the staff. And then she was sh- sharing all the gifts and stuff she got. So she really was like embracing it all. So I really loved it. Obviously she put Limerick in the map because she announced it Limerick. Limerick. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's gone viral. So I was, I was like, you know, people love you for that. So I, I, don't know, I, I thought she was really cool. Yeah. And then as well, that was what day? Saturday. Sunday then I hiked my Lusa, my favourite mountain with me. Are we doing that tomorrow? No, we're going to do a smaller one. Um, my lust is kind of is the tougher one. Um, but I did it with my friend Cara and Milo, her dog, who's absolutely, he's a pony. Have you seen him? Actually, you might meet him tomorrow. He's, he's possibly going to come okay, with cool. us. Okay, cool. Excited. Um, that was Sunday. Then um, I, now I got my, I don't know if you saw my new jacket I got during the week. My first Holland and Cooper piece. It's kind of an investment piece because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's spinny. How would I have seen that? The picture of me with the horse on my Instagram. I'll show you. Actually, have it here. This one. It's like a oh. raincoat. Have you heard Alan Cooper? It's like an equestrian brand. I actually haven't. But since Cheltenham as well, I've seen a lot more of it. But like, I wanted yeah. a coat that's stylish and waterproof. Oh, I should have closed the windows. Um, stylish and waterproof, but I'm like... I'm coming for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, something wrong with her. Um, but I wanted one that was... Because I did, one day I was going out to RT to the Today Show in Cork and I got stuck in Gawa Limney, which is Limerick Junction, and it was lashing rain. You and actually said it exactly like how they say it on the train, Gawa Limney. <laughs> and I was wearing this white rain jacket that was just, um, like, it's, it, needs to, it needs to be given to a second-hand shop because it's just, it's not very stylish. And then I was like, what am I doing? I was like, I need a nice stylish jacket that I can wear because I'm doing a lot of kind of sporting and horse racing stuff lately. So that arrived during the week and I was, pure in love with myself went out to a horse racing yard Eric McNamara's yard shout out to all the guys there in Rathkeel loved that was out around horses all day long um, what else did I do team member clean up was on on Friday good Friday so I was out covering that and I was into Paul O'Connell I what else did I do I drank a lot of Guinness this week which is kind of becoming a theme yeah and I met baby Sadie for hot chocolate Oh, and I didn't get to see. Oh, she remembers me. Did you listen to the voice note? Yeah, it was so cute. She left me a little voice note, and she's like, "Hi, we're just having, um, what'd you say, baby Chino? Is that what she was? She was in hot chocolate. Hot. Oh, she's moved to hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, um, mommy and Megan are having coffee. Yeah. Oh, because like, they were going. <laughs> so to, they're actually going to wait until you came down, but then they said it might be too late for them, so they wanted okay. to go. Um, they wanted to kind of browse around town and so be hot chocolate and stuff, yeah. but they'll probably pop into us over the weekend. But I'm uh, sorry, you mentioned about tomorrow, so by the time this goes out, we'll have gone on our hike. So yeah, I'm bringing you on a hike that's less, um, not as impactful as my loss says, and not as... Do you not think I can do it? Um, <laughs> I mean, I want us to enjoy tomorrow night, so I'll put it that way. Like, I was, I haven't done my loss in ages, and I was in bits on Monday. Like, I was in absolute bits. Well, how long is it? 
Uh, depends who you're with. Right, but okay. me, there's no stopping. It's up down. Yeah, no, I definitely would drag you down. Um, and then it was, um, it's really tough on the hips, my love said. But like one day then I had three tag rugby matches and I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? But we got through it. Mm. But that's, and then we're going to Lady's house for dinner. Yeah, our friend um, has just finished kind of doing up her house, so we're so excited to see it. Sorry, that's my wine glass hitting the table. <laughs> Lush. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. We're going to have a, a really good night tonight. Very, I'm actually very excited to take care. We're going to an Aperol Spritz event in 101, but there's really kind of cool Guinness pub in Limerick that I really want to bring. I actually haven't brought you there yet. But I want to go there. It's good. It's like proper yeah. Guinness pub, but like it's yeah. the kind of place like it's it, time kind of stand still or fast forward I don't know what things but I want we need to be so, somewhat fresh for the hike tomorrow no, definitely and yeah I'm kind of worried about going out with you <laughs> but you know yesterday I was actually um one of my friends in the studio it was her birthday so we after work yesterday just decided to go for Guinness in town we went to I thought you looked a bit hungover right <laughs> oh you've insulted me before that I don't wear makeup Sorry that I'm not done to perfection. And now I look hungover. Well, actually, do you know what? <laughs> Are you hungover? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am just a little lightweight because I haven't been out in so long. So yeah. I went out yesterday and I had four drinks. And honestly, I can like, yeah, I can really feel it. I had four Guinness during the week and I woke up the next morning and I felt like shite. I actually was like, yeah. I felt awful. I had four Guinness last night and I was fine this morning. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I think it's like hormones and all of that, like what you've eaten, yeah, all of that I, stuff. Like, I had dinner before I went out the other night and I was like, oh, I'll be fine. But it just it hit, it hit me way harder. So it, I actually felt tipsy after the, the other night, but then last night I was fine. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, one of those things. But I just was saying about yesterday, we went and then we went to Lucky's and it was so, it was like, it just felt like summer. Yeah. yeah, the sun was out. Like it was just, we feel like we just came out of hibernation. So. Oh, I can't wait I when you get back to Limerick for summertime when it's properly hot. There's a place called the Lock where we all it's like outdoor. Oh, I've been there because my sister was in our college. Oh, there. sure, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Limerick, yeah. and then yeah, I used to go rock. Oh, and Lock Sundays are the best. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we need to move on because I'm looking at the clock here, and we have dinner heat. Then we have to get ready. And I clearly have to put on makeup because Megan says I look like shit. Which so. is bad my eyebrows are today. I've got a new pencil and yeah, it's Yeah, they're fucking dark. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you remember we talked about, was it the first episode that we did together and we said we were going to look into the whole battery thing with electric vehicles? Yeah, we kind of went down, we actually kind of, I, I don't even know how we steered into that conversation, but yeah, we talked about electric cars and then we start, I think I found some video mining and then we were like, we must do a deep dive, so yeah. this is, today is the day. Oh, well, actually, I think this is like the most upsetting deep dive that I've done because whatever is happening, wine. oh, thank you, whatever is happening in, in the fashion industry and as bad as that is, the cobalt mining industry is actually like, honestly, it's just even 10 times worse like it's just I I felt sick when I was I was listening to podcasts um there's a book called Cobalt Red that I'm going to get after this because it just is about this guy called Siddharth Kara I hope I'm pronouncing that right Siddharth Kara but he is such a hero so he was basically able to kind of get in with the uh, Congolese people and there's like mineral traders and he was able to kind of see what was going going on down on the ground level of the like yeah like i just think it's i know because you sure when you walked in the the door you were like i'm a little bit shook you're like i might even get upset because yeah. you listen to it's andrew hoogman wasn't it no it wasn't um it was well no no i i actually listened to a few podcasts okay. i listened to the joe rogan one and then there was another oh, one yeah. 
I can't, I actually must put it in the notes, but it was a separate one. So I've actually listened to a few separate things on this and now I want to read more about it. But basically, like if you think about our day-to-day -day life, right? We rely on cobalt so much. All of our batteries for our laptops, like our phones, like think about electric scooters, electric vehicles, they all have cobalt in them. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think someone's. I think someone's here. I think there's a hairdryer on. Like, That's just a hairdryer. You can close the door. I know one of the girls is here. Um, oh, Shannon must be here actually. Um, I thought she wasn't very quiet. Um, so basically, yeah. So actually, yeah, because I know they all say with phones, you probably should get refurbished phones because of the whole lithium battery thing. But what exactly? So, oh, there's so much to it. Like honestly, okay. it's just like insane. And I, I just hope that people after this actually do their own research because there definitely needs to be some kind of a movement done. And like, it was so funny that you mentioned this because now. I'm like, I'm not buying an electric car ever. Yeah, you know? that's that's an interesting statement because that's obviously, electric cars are they're really pushing for them. But then because the demand has been driven up, it means they need to get this lithium faster. Yeah. When they get need to lithium faster, it means they're probably, they're working harder in the mines. But I know I saw the videos trending actually, even RT News shared it uh, there about a week ago and it was, um, one of those mines collapsed and they were like working as hard as they could to they get people out every single day and i'll tell you why they do so basically with with the cobalt right the reason that cobalt is in the lithium batteries is because it has high electrical density okay. and you know the way you have to charge you obviously have to like charge your car charge your laptop yeah it's it kind of keeps it from overheating and that's why cobalt is so reliable and that's why it's in all these batteries because it would be dangerous otherwise okay so that's the element that that brings to it but like you were saying about mines collapsing, right? Because they get paid like a dollar a day. These people in the Congo who have no other choice but to work in these mines because they've been displaced from their land, mm -hmm. they get paid like a dollar a day, right? But if they dig down deeper and they get higher grade cobalt, they're given like three or four dollars. Oh my God. So if you think of this, the people that go into those holes every day or they, that mine down deeper, they're like meter wide holes. They're usually like teenage boys or the men, but a lot of the time, like they all, the holes collapse. This happens every day, and they're buried alive. Oh Christ! It's like for the sake of three or four fucking dollars, like, and they're buried alive, and like these people have families. Do you know? Mm. I, I just think whatever's happened, obviously this should not be happening in the first place. Like it really shouldn't. But like the least, these tech companies are worth trillions. And all of this is covered up, obviously, because they don't want anyone to know where the cobalt is coming from. And there were trillions. And they have so much money. Could they not afford to give these people at least a decent wage? Yeah. So their kids don't have to get involved. So their kids can still be educated and they can afford to feed their families instead of having to dig down and get buried alive. And also, but even build, like, build safer mines. Like, yeah. you know, in Australia, there's loads of different mines, but their, their safety standards over there... Like, I, my ex worked in the mines in Australia, and the safety standards over there are so high that, like, even the days it used to rain, they weren't allowed to... Now, they, some of their mines are overground, but the days of rain, they weren't, because it yeah. seems a health and safety hazard. Yeah. And they, those days, just weren't allowed to work. And they, obviously, get sure anyone that knows anyone that works in the mines in Australia, the money is ridiculous. That's why they all do it, because they get so much money. So, like, that should be the standard across all mines, across all the world. I don't care if it's a third world country or not. Like, as yeah. you said, they should be getting a proper wage and... Yeah. And but also be working in safe environments. But then, as you said, it goes back to the, when it comes to clothing. That's the problem too, because they have mm. these factories in these countries that are poverty stricken, and then the people there feel like they have no other choice. And then they know they the powers that be are these multi billionaires now don't give mm -hmm. a shit. And then they're just like, 
no we'll just pay them pittance because they like that they've no other options so their only no option options. is to work in these really unsafe factories and mines it's just, oh, like it's so it's so frustrating and then like i actually it's, found an article yeah. as well sorry i found an article about in northern portugal yeah they're after finding what they believe to be the largest lithium reserve in all of europe so obviously now europe are going we want this and they're trying to like get in there now but like obviously the locals are going no like we don't want this yeah. now they're all saying it's because they want the eu the eu apparently wants to reach carbon zero target by 2050 if you're trying to be carbon zero but then you're like mining for this lithium and then it's like dangerous like then yeah you might be carbon zero but then at what? At the cost of how many people dying? But this is what I mean. Like, environmental, how many trees are they going to have to clear? Yeah. Like, all of these chemicals are toxic. So the people that are there are in direct contact with all of these chemicals. Uh, like, their health is at risk. Their next generation of people's health is at risk. And, like, it's just mad. But, like, tying it back to the Congo and what we're saying, the reason that these people, like, it is honestly modern-day slavery. What is yeah. going on there is because three-quarters of the world's cobalt is situated in the Congo. Oh, my God. Three-quarters of the world. So, like, they don't care. You think about it, like, they literally are saying that these people don't matter. Yeah, they are. But then, then like you're kind of saying, on the other side of then, like, the, if the Congo has the most cobalt in the world then technically they should end up being one of the richest countries because of that but like they're not they're just being but that's what they, they they don't obviously see like the congolese people as important as western world oh it's just it's i guess where it's all going 80 percent of it where to china because <gasps> china figured it all out before everyone else and in 2009 they signed a deal with the congolese government that they were going to pump all this money in billions build roads do like all of this stuff right and they did build a road so it was easier for them to take the oh, stuff Jesus out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But they didn't, follow, like, they didn't follow up with all the stuff they were going to do. So 80% of this is in China and they're they're refining it there and then sending it out across the world. So China's seen this in 2009 and that's why they're ahead of the curve with everything else. But people are like, oh, now companies are saying, oh, well, there's no child labor involved in what we do, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, because it's all funneled into one. So they don't know what is blood cobalt and what isn't. Oh, my God. Like, it is just absolutely, it's like, this guy, when he was describing it, he just said, like, it's an utter hellscape. Like, what he has seen these people do would just make anyone get sick. And the, the fact that we are unknowingly contributing to this is just, yeah. like, you know, it's not, again, it comes back with the clothing, not our fault. It's these people up at the top, these fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really, that... I don't know. But you're saying there, like, you're like, oh, that would turn you off and let your car. And I kind of wonder, like, what is going to be, we need, like, I think we need cars that literally are run off wind and rain and air, like, things that are in any yeah. supply. Because yeah. this whole thing of, like, if electric cars are, if that's what's going on for electric, to get electric cars, that's just, it's not good enough. So mm. then obviously petrol and diesel, I know, still are harmful, but, like, there must be, there must be some sort of, like water, like surely mm. there must be some way we can make a car run off water. Like there must be no, something. There definitely is, but there's there's no money to be made in that. That's the thing. And yeah. if you think about it as well, like cobalt and like all of these minerals, they're a finite resource. Like in twenty or thirty years, there's going to be nothing left there. And then what happens yeah, to true. these? What there's like a hundred million people, maybe t the the population will probably have doubled in that time. And then all these people will have nothing. I know it's all their land so be gone scary. in this place. And like, where where are they going to go? What are they going to do? I think like bikes are probably our best option. Like yeah. literally cycling, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah, so it's it's just scary because like you think you're you think you're doing good, and then suddenly it's like 
oh yeah, I'm doing good for the environment, but actually in other terms, this is what's going on. Mm. And, and like, I think sometimes we can be a little bit naive to what's, because we're so used to living where we live, we, because we don't see that, we oh, think it doesn't it. happen. Yeah. But like, there are videos, if you Google, if you watch Twitter and look up the cobalt mines, lithium mines, mm. videos will actually pop, more videos will pop up of the, what the damaging stuff that's going on more so than the good side of it. And I, I hate the way this whole like powers that be, again, when it comes to money and greed, everything's about greed. Mm. They just don't care. Oh, yeah. like it may, oh God, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm kind of getting angry now. I'm getting well, very honestly, angry. Honestly, I was so angry about it. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to talk about this, but it was just like, you know, it just makes you think like, we're so lucky to be born in the situations that, you know, we've all mm. been born in, even though we just, something you take it for granted and you're like, these people are literally like it's it's modern day colonialism colonialism like well we're, we're born into a place of privilege but then we think then i think we then have a right not a right we have like a we have a voice so like even just putting this yeah. podcast out everyone listens yeah. to this podcast might get educated on what yeah. we've said if you know yeah. you might tell your friends about it or your family and like just highlight it with more people because it's up to us to be the voice for the people in those countries that are Absolutely. treated yeah. and that's what we do. even with podcasts like talking about the fashion and what goes on the factories yeah. it's just to highlight that you know well you might put on a, a, your cheap five euro dress for a night out like think about that poor person that's making it absolutely like that's it you know and i just i believe in all of that stuff like i do think you know stuff that's made with intention you know like people that suffer to make things like there's just it's, it's not worth it's it. just not worth it it's no. not worth it and you know what i think now we're in a time where people are starting to see it and I really, I really, like, I don't know if this is me being hopeful or not, but, like, I really hope in 10 or 20 years' time that people will look back on this phase and be like, wow, I can't believe people suffered for what we wore. Yeah. Or, you know, what we did, like, like hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Remind us of the book before we move on. Oh, the book. So, um, Cobalt Red. It's called Cobalt Red. I'm not going to attempt his name again because I absolutely butchered it the first time. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you were interested, which I'm going to be buying the book Cobalt Red, um, please do. Right, on to memories time and we'll you're, pick up the movie. You're here. acting so sketch. What is going on? I've got actually a lovely message in here. I don't know if you've okay. seen this during the week on my Instagram. So, um, hey gals, Megan saw your poster in the week in your tartan outfit and had to message you. When I was very small, my parents were obsessed with tartan. Tartan dress, hat, the lot, all at once. Got professional photos taken as kids, and of course, my parents chose the tartan outfit on our wall by the front door for everyone to see. I keep asking ma'am to take it down, but she said no. Love the pod, Lisa. Oh. Now, this is really funny that this came in, and that, so that memory, that outfit, no, my aunt texted during the week, and then, long story short, the memory of my dad wearing this tartan outfit came up on my memories okay. on Instagram. So I shared it. This time I was in deportment school and I had to showcase and it was my first ever little outfit. So, <laughs> lady school. Yeah, so it was in, back in like 96, 97. So in Spittle there's a place called Snow Moon, it's still there, and they always produce like all this like Irish wool and all these outfits. So I bought my outfit when man did for that showcase. So that was as in the 90s. And then Roisin, my auntie, met her there when it had hot chocolate. And uh, here's the outfit. This is an outfit bought in the 90s in Snow Spittle that I wore. Now, why my, do you have this here? This hat, because <laughs> it's actually gone around to all the little girls in our family. All the little girls have worn this outfit since because we had a baby boom in the family. Oh, and now it's made its way back to me. But my aunt was like, maybe you could do something with it for for to wear yourself now. But look at the condition of that. That has been since the 90s. Now, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep it for if someone has a little girl because, and then this is like a red riding hood cape. Look at it. Oh my god, I, I know the photo that you're on. Yeah. About. That is so adorable. But look at this. It's an Irish made outfit. And look at the quality. Oh, Neil Dublin. 
But like, even look how, like, that's, you yeah. wouldn't think that is nearly 20 years old. Yeah, what do you think? We were actually talking about capes last night, randomly. Like, wouldn't you wear a good cape? But you never see them in shops, really, do you? My dad used to wear, like, top hat and cape, but, like, yeah, kind of I think it would be quite nice, do you know? But it's not something you usually see, I think. But, like, look how good condition that's in. You have to keep it for your baby now. <laughs> I don't remember how many times Tonight could be the night. Don't say that! Oh my god! <laughs> don't jinx us, touch the table, touch the wood. Do you know what's so funny looking at this? And I was like, God, I don't have a memory of a tartan at all. It's just not something I would wear or yeah. I would choose to wear. But I do have a funny memory that you're definitely going to remember. I used to live in Florida. Oh yeah! In 2015, and I, I, when we got there, um, you have to tell actually more. There's more to that story, which I love. Yeah, okay, so I just tell the whole story. Oh. Well, basically, I, I was with, I was, um, dating my ex boyfriend at the time, and we lived in San Francisco, but the two of us weren't having a great time because obviously San Francisco is just so expensive to live in. Yeah. You know, the quality of life isn't amazing for maybe what you were earning, and you know, we were quite young at the time, so we decided, feck it, you know what, we're gonna move to Florida. And he knew a guy who owned a bar in Florida, so I was like, "Oh yeah, sure. You know, we'll be by the beach. It'll be yeah. great. We'll just we'll just go and we'll work there." So anyway, I got there, and it turned out there were three Irish owners of the bar, and one guy was like, "Where are you from? Where are you from?" And I was like, "I'm from Leitrim." Do you know? But I didn't go into detail because obviously, when you're from Leitrim, you just assume that you're <laughs> not going to meet someone. <laughs> you're not going to meet someone who know. You know what I mean? I was like, "Leitrim, Leitrim." And he goes, "God, I have cousins from Leitrim, but I don't think you'd be, you know, like they." have red hair and the kind of freckles and you know I'd be quite sallow and I was like oh my dad is red hair and freckles and he goes oh his name's James and I was like oh sweetie and it turned out that he was first cousins of my dad and That's we hadn't just... seen each other in 20 years and he had to sit down for a second he was like oh my god I can't believe you're his daughter like how does that happen I go to a random <laughs> bar in Florida and he turns out to be first cousins of my dad but um and then an even weirder thing happened the other guy that owned the bar was from Kerry and he had brought two girls over from Kerry and I ended up talking to one of the girls and she was from Tralee and my sister had just started dating someone from Tralee at the time so I was like oh do you know um, such and such his name and she was like yeah oh my god I'm best friends with his sister oh my god and I was like honestly there's a random bar in Florida is this just like life you know those things that happen like like they're meant to happen or those coincidences but um but anyway back to the story when I got to this bar I was like okay I'm gonna to have to start working now um and they go you have a uniform and I was like what okay this is kind of random honestly I nearly died when I seen the uniform it was a green polo with a tiny mini like tartan green skirt and a knee-high green socks like <laughs> honestly <laughs> I look like a like an Irish bar like Hooters it was like an Irish bar Hooters uniform and I was like I am not wearing this I don't care I'm not wearing this and he goes well you don't have a job if you don't wear it so I had to wear it oh. and on the first day I was like oh my god I hate my life but I've never made so much money <laughs> <laughs> so I was like okay fine I'll wear the uniform but yeah that's my oh that's my, my tartan memory of being an Irish Hooters girl I know it's so funny your, your tartan story and my tartan story are so different yeah and it's so funny when you brought this in. I was like, "What the hell are they going to talk about?" And then I just had that memory. So yeah. Oh, I love. I actually love a bit of tartan. Yeah. But I, I must get a picture actually for the page. I love seeing. It. I. I love like, and it was so terrible when families would come for dinner as well because like obviously the fam like it was you know during the day a family place and then like you know a guy could be there with his wife just like honestly giving us the dirty eyes <laughs> out but I'm like. Oh. 
do you think I chose to wear this to work today? <laughs> Honestly. But, I, um, love, I actually say it's so funny. I think if we were to tell these two stories and say, guess which one is Megan and which one is Sharon, everyone would say the little child story is you and then they'd say the hooter story is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a deep, dark past. That's but, um, gas. Yeah, no, I'm... I, um, I think tartan's great, especially Christmas time. I used to, I had this tartan skort. Actually, didn't look a lot on like this. And uh, I swear to God, any time I wore it, I pulled. Now, I... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Now, I used to wear it with like over-the-knee boots as well. Oh my God, you're just asking for it. <laughs> you should have worked in the Irish Hooters. That's what I'm saying. I love, it I was called Paddy Murphy's Irish Bar. Actually, they've reopened it in Naples in Florida. So anyone that's going to Florida, go to the Irish Hooters. I think they hire me. You want to be hired by them. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd be like, oh my God. Because when I worked Honestly, the... like so much. On, on, like I think on the Paddy's day, I made like a thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Cash? Yeah. Yeah, see, I went to America and I chickened out stuff. So I was meant to, I was meant to do like everyone does, lie and pretend they worked in a bar before, so I get like our restaurant just to get waitress because they're like all the good money. And I, I'm just such a bloody honest person. I went to the bar and I was like, no, I've never worked in a bar waitress thing before. So I was the hostess at the front door, which was fine because I got to meet and greet everyone. And mm. the Irish, you know yourself, the Irish accent in America gets you so mm. far. But then like the manager started giving out to me for chatting to people, and I was like, hold on a second, is it customers? Mm. Customers are would I'd see customers and they'd come back up to me at the front desk because they're like, oh, to chat to me again because Galway or whatever. And like I was like, oh, you shouldn't be talking to people. I was like, but they're coming talking to me. I was like, I can't. I don't want to be rude and shun them away. Um, but we uh, we were at a really successful restaurant in uh, Boston, and it was actually where the Bruins team came after they won the Stanley Cup. Like it was like that's the, their first point of call, so it was like a really popular place. But waiters would come up to me and be like, Megan, can you like give me extra tables tonight? Because I want to make extra tips, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, or vice versa. We never got tips. We yeah. Oh no, I felt sorry for people that were host, ho- like hosts or hostesses because yeah. you didn't make like as much money. No, like there was so much money to be made over there. But waitressing, because I waitressed in a few different places while I lived there, and it's a whole different ball game compared to Ireland. You know, in Ireland, yeah. it's like that's ah, grand. You'll get to the table over there. You have to have like a tray full of stuff carried in one. You know, like like you have to have stuff and if they're not happy with your service they'll tell you they'll be like you're the most terrible waitress I've ever had and I'm like thanks, thanks how, how did you find that because like I feel like I were I would be run around the place so like I'm, I'm obviously yeah. do I do everything at pace no like I found it really no great I love it yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure. I'm like so I feel like someone will give out to you you'd be like you wouldn't take it well mm, no I would like yeah, there were a few times that I kind of did give back chat. You know? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Because people can be real. So rude, yeah. Now, if it was something that I did wrong, I did accept responsibility and I was like, whatever. But yeah, I definitely had a bit of back chat with one or two people, yeah. Huge red flag. I didn't flag. like my way. If they were said something that wasn't true, I was going, oh, fuck you, no. <laughs> I think the big red flag and the big ick is someone who's rude to waiting staff. Yeah, That's absolutely. big. Yeah. I, even when I see someone that I don't even know, if I see someone across the bar, across the restaurant, I see them not being nice to a staff, I'm just going, you're a piece of shit. Like, I was like, don't, mm-hmm. I never speak to, like, mm-hmm. they have, I think people who work in hospitality, I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I actually commend you because well, The, the thing tough. I liked about waiting over there, though, the pace was so quick. So, like, your shift would go by so quickly, you'd be running around the place, you know? Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like, you know, when you waitress in college or whatever, it might be a bit quiet at times, you're just hanging about. So, I love the speed of it and just getting everything done, yeah. Yeah, Americans are so efficient, in, out, yeah, done, gone, yeah. next. Yeah. Mad. So, it was great. But, yes, there's our story of our <laughs> tart 10. I must see, I, I was like, must see what we can do with this little tart outfit. I mean, 
fact that I had it when I was that young. I want to see. I'm trying to put it on my waist here now because it's kind of doubles Where over. Where tonight? Imagine. Oh my god! It's not that. I don't even know. It's not happening. My arse is probably kind of a show. I wouldn't be able to bend over. Um, but anyways, as always, please subscribe um, wherever you're listening to podcasts right now. We're on TikTok and Instagram at The Breakup Dress. Yeah. Please like, follow, share. And as I said, always help spread the word if you think anyone would like to listen in because it helps us as well. Absolutely. And if you have any questions or if you have any like anything to add to what we talked to mm. talked about today, that would be great. And if you have any fashion memories you'd like to share with us, please do yeah. DM us on um, Instagram. It's the best place to get us. Mm-hmm. and I think uh, we'll dish up some pasta now I made dinner so this could go anyway <laughs> um, so we're going to eat and then we're going to get ready and then we're going to go out with the girlos and happy Easter happy Easter people we hope you absolutely gorge yourselves on chocolate I know I will Lent is over I know <laughs> did you go on then? no no I don't I don't believe in giving up things because why should I deny myself of the things that I love yeah, and I yeah exactly. And I think as long I don't know when someone says to me oh, I'm doing dry January, I'm doing whatever. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I just I don't think you need to do that unless you think you have a problem. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.